This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum. We thank them for supporting this show, and we thank you for supporting them. Welcome to Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD. Hey, Bo. Good afternoon, man. Man, how you doing today, sir? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. It is, uh, it, it, it is, um, kind of under the weather here in uh in central mississippi but oh, we're doing all right we're doing that's all right, true so. you said your voice was gone but actually you, you you're sounding good man you sound, sound okay yeah, yeah i sound okay it's one of those things you know the the baby as i think i mentioned last week we were supposed to go to new hampshire to visit mm-hmm. my um, in-laws and that got canceled because baby had a sinus infect or an ear infection and then mama got a sinus infection and somehow pink eye and and then i wound up getting a, an upper respiratory thing and so man we're just all kind of cruddy yeah it's kind of <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'd actually lost my voice there for a few days, which uh, probably a uh, larger percentage of folks uh, here locally than I'd like to admit we're thankful for. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was just one of those things where I had trouble speaking for a while, but kind of turned in the corner and um, yeah, doing okay, man. Just um, slowly easing back into the old pipe. I try to try to lay off any kind of smoking products just while I'm uh, recovering from this kind of stuff because, you know, it's my voice, man. Got to got to have it ready for this and uh, got to be able to, you know, jawbone with the uh with the guys up at the shop and that kind of thing but um anyway yeah man things are things are going okay we're on the mend what's going on with you you know, it's funny because I, I remember a time when we were considered like the youthful voices of the pipe community. And now it's like we start every single episode with a list of our ailments. <laughs> like I got a broken foot. You've got all the diseases. That's your hilarious. kids are bringing up. That's just, yeah. that's really funny. But uh, no, man, things, things in Houston are going quite well, quite well indeed. But uh, man, of course, this has been a, uh, this has been a, a week where the the pipe community has really kind of come together. And, and you know, we, we need to start off the show by acknowledging a, a passing in the pipe community and, and in the pipe community family, really. And that is John Harden, a.k.a. Matches 860, as he was known, a prolific YouTube pipe community member, uh, one of the, the largest voices and largest channels out there that really was a voice for the community. He tragically and unexpectedly passed this last past week. And, you know, we always kind of talk about the fact that you know, the, the YouTube pipe community, it's almost like, they're like our cousins, right? Like we, we're a yeah. podcast, we've been on YouTube, but we've never really been uh, necessarily part of the more traditional YouTube pipe community. But yeah, but we yeah. do feel a connection there and a kindred spirit there. And, and man, this is something that our, our community, the pipe community and, and kind of our family pipe family, so to speak, is, is really hurting hard, yeah. not just for, you know, the loss of a, of a voice, but of course, of a man that, that really represented the pipe community well. And whose family is also just feeling it. Of course, his daughter put out on, I want to say Facebook uh, earlier this week, they were trying to get mm-hmm. some information. They want to bury him with his favorite pipe. And um, so our, our thoughts and our prayers are with the Harden family, uh, with his daughter, with his wife, all of you who have tuned in to his videos and, and learned a lot through that and, and really felt a connection there. Yeah. And y'all are in our thoughts and our prayers as well. So um, yeah, pouring, yeah, pouring some out it- for matches 860 for sure. That's right, man. It just shows you, um, you know, the impact that, uh, you know, John had on the greater pipe community. Uh, so many people just with testimonies about, you know, how he was kind of the the key to their on-ramp into the pipe world mm. and folks that had gotten more into the YouTubing pipe community even because of him and, you know, had grown in their appreciation for uh, more sophisticated pipes or met folks across the country because of connections to John. And so just a really special person. And it's amazing. We're just a few weeks away, uh, you know, 
removed from the fact that we uh, did our best of 2019 episode. Of course, matches 860, man, um, you know, YouTube pipe channel of the year. And just so removed from that, it just shows you how fragile everything is. And we can't take it for granted. I mean, John, uh, a big, you know, voice in the pipe community, big, uh, you know, reason why so many people have gotten into pipe smoking, stuck with it, appreciated it more than they probably ever would have. And so anyway, the best to his family and, uh, and prayers for all his, uh, his close friends and family. Absolutely, man. The community is really coming together right now through this week. And, you know, we've been talking about as a whole, just the, uh, the strength of the community and supporting one another. Yeah. The, we've yeah. got the fundraiser for Rob E that's going on. Rob E who's been uh, fighting stage four mantle cell lymphoma. Pipe smoking community up in Michigan has been getting together for the Smoke 'em If You Got 'em International Pipe Smoking Day tournament, poker tournament. That's going to be February 20th, so uh, near the end of the month. We're getting close, guys. If you've not done so already, you can go ahead and buy some raffle tickets to uh, to support the event. If you contact Cody DeWint, fan of the show, listener of the show, and a uh, friend of the show. Cody DeWint at gmail.com. He can get you all the details. So no matter where you are, if you're not able to attend the event, if you're uh, somewhere, I don't know, down in Florida, you could still uh, you could still <laughs> get yourself some raffle tickets and uh, help support Robbie through this uh, this this time. That's right. It, it, it's really exciting. You know, they've gotten uh, folks from all over the pipe community to, to pitch in on this thing. And, and so we've got pipes from it just... Um, uh, awesome pipe makers, uh, Joe Hinkle, Morgan Pipes, DR France, Smith House Pipes, just Missouri Meerschaum's donated a few things, just some really exciting stuff. And mm. so you can, you know, put your name in the hat to, you know, win some of these cool awards that have been donated and also help Rob E, um, you know, during this, during this tender time. So uh, email Cody uh, at C-O-D-Y-D-E-W-I-N-D-T at gmail.com and you can buy you know raffle tickets through him and it'll help uh support the goal and and uh you know maybe you'll walk away with something cool as well absolutely man well hey i know that uh you know february continues to be uh we continues the theme of early 2020 events at the squire what's going on this month man? yeah man it's so exciting we've got more of our 50th anniversary things kind of unfolding as we are moving along and so of course international pipe smoking day is february 20th and we'll be uh, releasing a couple of really really exciting items here in the next week or so in conjunction with that one of them uh will be our annual um uh, international pipe smoking day t-shirt which we're really fired up about this year and uh and then also the um a, a commemorative uh tobacco item that we are very very excited what? about um, that will be coming out uh, here very soon and so limited edition for now who knows if it's uh if it takes off it might be something that uh sticks around for a long time but um man something we hope is is really a um joy to continue to celebrate our our little you know shop and and country squire community so uh stay tuned more more details on that uh hopefully this time next week pretty excited February 28th, we've got Eric Nording coming to the Country Squire doing an event here uh, in conjunction with Rocky Patel Cigars. And so uh, Eric's going to be selling his own pipes, signing pipes and uh, man, Glad Haddon and all that kind of stuff. He hadn't been to America in a couple of years. And so this is one of the first times he's been back in, in a little while. And we're thrilled just to host him at the Country Squire as part of our 50th anniversary celebrations. And of course, uh, you know, moving right along into March, March 28th, uh, next month, we've got a Lunt to Remember. Uh, yeah. We're doing in conjunction with the International Lunting Society here in Jackson, Mississippi. Uh, our friend Scott Beidler over at um, the International Lunting Society. 
he has collaborated with us to do this awesome event uh, here at LaFleur's Bluff State Park uh, in Jackson. Again, March 28th. And uh, we're going to go hiking, man. We're going to go hiking. And after that, we are going back to the Country Squire for live music, food, lots of cold beer, and uh, and good fellowship. And, and also being joined by our friends from Briarworks International in Nashville. Uh, being joined from Missouri Meerschaum Pipes, which we all know and love. And then also our friends from Lane and Scandinavian Tobacco Group, Peter Stokeby and Orlick and Escudo and all those great brands that that you know and love. So they are all converging on Jackson. That's, again, March 28th. And, uh, man, just be a lot of fun, a great time for you to come make your pipe pilgrimage to the Country Squire. So we're, we're excited for that. It's a blast, man. I'm, I'm ready. I am so ready for this. I got my flight. A lot flight. going on. Yeah, man. You got your plane tickets. You're coming in town. We're going to do, do a show, baby. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a good one, man. We might, do, we might do two shows. We might do a Squire Select. There might be I, food involved. That's all I'll say on that at the moment. <laughs> That's crazy talk, man. Come I'm, on. I'm just speaking it into existence. That's all I'm saying right then and there. <laughs> Name uh, it and claim it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But no, man. So it's, uh, it's a fun time. Of course, the Country Squire Radio uh, uh, Pipe Club, by the way, continuing to grow. We got some two new members as well we got to give a shout out to at the squire level rush the Whoa. hit band rush has now Whoa. become <laughs> i'm just assuming i'm just assuming next week abba yeah <laughs> <laughs> now man we got uh, rush joining at the squire level also at That's the exciting, pilgrim man. level we got scott e now i don't know if that is scott and like the last name starts with an e or if it's like scott e like scotty like uh beating me up yeah scott. I, I don't know. Either way, I'm for it, though. You know, yeah, I mean, Rush and, and, and Scotty, um, I, I, I'm just um, I, I, I'm tickled. I really am. Thanks so much, guys, for, of course, Rush, uh, man, longtime listener and friend of the show. We're so uh, grateful, man, to have you at the Squire level and, and Scott E with at the Pilgrim level. Um, and you guys are uh, the reason we uh, are able to keep doing this. And uh, and we're so thrilled. So it's cool, man. I got, um, man, just a whole boatload of new plaques that are about to go up on the wall for oh, yeah. members that have been. Uh, been at the squire level for a year you know to to if you're a squire level member uh for a year you get your name on a brass plaque on the wall at the country squire and so we've got folks from all over the world that are part of our community who have their name etched you know at our brick and mortar shop and uh and always will so uh, we're, we're very thankful for that and um man that number keeps growing and rush you you and um and now scott y'all are participating we're we're thrilled Absolutely. Yes. And hey, if you want to join the club, head over to patreon.com slash country squire radio to learn more about it today. Again, that's patreon.com slash country squire radio. Man, all right, it is a tobacco talk. Yes, it is one of yes, those sir. episodes that the reason why people seek out a pipe tobacco podcast in the first place is to get tobacco <laughs> reviews. Or at least you would think. I mean, you know, it, it is kind of the bread and butter. It is uh, what is expected, and yet you only get it like, you know, a couple times a year. <laughs> well, you know, it's the, it's the glue that holds this uh, little paper cardboard ship together but at the same time i think people people come for that but maybe they stick around for our ridiculous charm maybe maybe we'll see (laughs) we'll see but one way or the other this is uh you know it's so funny because you know you think about the tobacco talks they've really evolved over time it used to be back in the day there was uh, kind of one loose leaf and one tin, but then you know sometimes we got some loose, both loose tobaccos. But sometimes we got both uh, country squire tobaccos. Sometimes we have no country squire tobaccos. Sometimes it's just tin city. What are we looking at today, John David? Man, that is right. It, you know, we kind of take it a week at a time or a a um a review at a time. Just things that have been interesting that have come across our, across our desk or uh, through our cellar. Uh, things that have been recommended and this and that. And so, man, this week uh, a couple of couple of fun ones I'm excited about. So yeah, we'll get it kicked off. Both of these are. 
uh, generally readily available, um, and especially this first one, you can get it right now. It is uh, a beautiful can and something that is only available from SmokingPipes.com. Um, but just a, um, a very premium tobacco, something that was introduced a few years ago to uh, honor a, a legendary brick-and-mortar store. And we are talking about Drucker & Sons Limited mm. uh, Blair Gallery. Uh, Drucker and Sons, of course, um, man, this is, um, you know, a, a series of tobaccos that was introduced a few years ago through the, um, you know, kind of uh, wing of Laudisi, uh, SmokingPipes.com, uh, you know, the American importers for Savinelli and now the owners of, of Peterson Pipes. They uh, conspired with uh, with Greg Peace, the the famous, um, you know, flavor palette, uh, you know, wizard who uh, developed some of the, you know, most delicious pipe tobaccos in the world. Uh, Greg actually got his start at Drucker's Pipe Shop there in Berkeley, California. And uh, and so this is oh, you know, something wow. that was, um, yeah, very, very, um, you know, very personal to him. This is a, a storied pipe shop, Drucker and Sons Limited, for, founded in 1841. Uh, it was a shop where, you know, folks like Henry Irving and Charles Dickens would go to, you know, get their uh, choice briar and, and sample different tobaccos. And um, I mean, so this is a it's a real it was a real institution. Um, 1928, John Drucker III uh, moved the shop to Berkeley, uh, California. It eventually, you know, decades later went out of business in, in 1990. But um, but this is the this shop where, uh, as a young, uh, you know, didn't even know he was uh, aspiring yet tobacconist, uh, <laughs> Greg Peace uh, walked in to, uh, you know, and, and got his start. These uh, older gentlemen who really knew their craft uh, took him under their wing. Uh, and, and um, you know, that's where he kind of was exposed to, um, you know, premium pipe tobacco and, and truly uh, artisanal blending and things of that nature. So, um the blends that were introduced by Smoking Pipes a few years ago um, were to commemorate the original uh, Drucker and Sons blends. And so they, um, you know, did a lot of research. Greg, of course, who is the, you know, master, uh, you know, tobacconist artisan who, uh, you know, just is able to, you know, wizardly put these things together. He uh, drew from um, anecdotal evidence as any kind of records he could find and also his own uh, primary, um, you know, he, he was there and, and had smoked a lot of these products himself. And so, um, you know, it really did a lot of work to replicate uh, some of the most famous Drucker and Sons blends and um, man, just did a masterful job. And what happened was uh, some luxurious tobaccos that are a little more on the expensive side. But, um, you, you know, this is one of those instances where you really pay for what you get. And uh, mm. they've come out with some um, some awesome um, replications of the older blends and and they're readily available now. So today uh, we are talking about the Drucker and Sons Blair Gap. Uh, it is a three and a half ounce tin. It's a large tin. It retails mm-hmm. for about twenty one, twenty five. Uh, very attractive. It's got that big uh, regal, you know, red lion on the front of it, um, and uh, it says Drucker and Sons Limited Superior Tobacco for the Discriminating Smoker. Uh, Blair Gowrie, and it also comes in a two hundred gram tin. If you're uh, one of those people that like, uh, you know, want to want to stock up a little more. Uh, I'll read the back of it. It says, Legends endure. The story begins in 1928 when John Drucker moved his acclaimed London tobacconist shop to Berkeley, California. Uh, My journey began, this is writing from Greg Peace, uh, my journey began 52 years later, entering the inner sanctum of the warmly lit shop. I was seduced by the old world atmosphere, especially the large glass apothecary jars filled with tobaccos of exquisite aroma and taste. My heart never left. 
mm-hmm. guided by s- surviving descriptions, conversations, and my own vivid memories of these legendary blends, I have worked to recreate my favorites for a new generation generation of pipe smokers to enjoy, bringing the Drucker tradition of outstanding luxury pipe tobaccos to the 21st century. Fill your pipe and journey back in time with me to the smoke-filled salon of Drucker and Sons. And of mm. course, that's from Greg Peace, the uh, poet and bard himself. I'm so. telling you, man. <laughs> yep. Nobody quite yep. knows how to spin a spin a yarn right like. Uh, no, that's that's it, man. He is the he is the poet, and he knows it. <laughs> poet, right there. Yeah. Um, so uh, you know, you open the tin, and it's uh, it's just beautiful. It's it's got a little um, you know card, uh, kind of circular card that goes in the top of the can when you open it. Uh, it's it's a little thing that's also from Greg. It says, "When I first walked through the drawers of Drucker and Sons, I had no idea I was about to embark on a long and special journey. Now, decades later, it's my pleasure to bring some of my favorite." tobacco memories to life and so uh just kind of you know makes that extra special and opening this uh this beautiful tin uh, this is a scottish style mixture um you know if you've li- listened to us before um you'll know kind of how we define that it's always interesting when i you know read uh the other folks how they describe you know these different mixtures there's um there's so much you know how do you define a balkan mixture how do you define mm. an english mixture what's right. a uh you know what this or that and I, you know even even to the point where like what's an aromatic like you know um and so you know how it's always good to define your terms i mean for us uh you know as i've kind of been consistent i think anyway uh describing a scottish style mixture i've always listed it as a um as a uh, you know a, a tobacco that is virginia's uh, in, uh, Virginia's Latakia and Orientals, with the Orientals kind of being uh, up front a little bit, uh, kind of um, uh, kind of more featured than the Latakia, with the Latakia being a supporting character uh, kind of in the background. So you almost think of it like an English blend, but where the, the Orientals kind of outshine, the Turkish leaf kind of outshines the, the Latakia there. And so, hmm. um, yeah, so yeah. That, that's what we have here. It's beautiful. Um, when you open the can, it's just, uh, man, unpopping un- the seal on this tin you're just uh really um you know overpowered with a with a really nice uh sweet and sour smoky uh vinegary smell it's just really really nice um and uh you know one of those things where um you're eager to uh eager to crack it open um from the uh description uh created in the classic scottish blending style blair gowrie is a robust blend of matured and aged virginia leaf uh, fine orientals cyprian latakia and perique pressed and aged into cakes then sliced and fully rubbed out for a rich smoking experience Uh, blair gowrie is deep and full tasting and quite slow burning for a long smooth smoke from first light to last puff and so um you know when you open the tin it is a um kind of a mixture uh you're looking at um something that's not quite ready rubbed um and is also not quite a broken flake it's somewhere in between and it's just very satisfying to look at um and and to hold the leaves um you can tell were very uh intentionally uh pressed together and uh and when they were broken up at to this particular um you know, uh, texture, uh, you, you know, it, this is something where you really are not going to have to tear it apart, uh, at all anymore, uh, to load it in your pipe, but you still know you're smoking a, a broken flake. So, uh, just really attractive, really nice. Um, lots of Latakia smell, uh, when you open up the tin, very, uh, Latakia forward, uh, which, you know, Latakia, even as a, in a small percentage, it makes itself known, right? You're, <laughs> you're always aware, uh, that that's there. Um, 
And uh, the leaves, you know, these little broken uh, flakes, they're uh, golden and, and dark brown leaves all kind of uh, modeled together, just very, uh, very beautiful. This tin I've got uh, that I've been kind of working on, it's an older can, so some of the little sugars have been, um, you know, pronounced there on the outside of the leaves and are just very, uh, very tasty looking. Um, there's a tanginess, a sourness here that, uh, you know, is um, evident when you uh, start thinking about, uh, you know, aged Virginia's, um, Perique, um, you know, uh, Oriental Leaf, uh, you know, this is just a, a very uh, rich blend, you know, as soon as you dive into it, that it's going to be packed with flavor uh, even before you light it. So um, it packs nicely in a medium-sized bowl. Um, the uh, crumbled flakes really need no extra tearing apart. Um, you know, you can tear them apart further, particularly if you have a smaller bowl. But um, I think these flakes go nicely in just a medium-sized bowl, kind of as they are. Uh, it is going to be a slow-burning tobacco, and because of that, you may have to relight it uh, a few times. Um, it's one of those things where, um, you know, uh, you just smoke it slowly, puff it slowly. Um, the Virginia content uh, here may may sneak up on you a little bit, but, um, you know, just... <laughs> Just smoke it slowly, and uh, you know as you go on. If you have to reintroduce a little flame here and there uh, to get it relit, not a big deal. Smoke it at that cooler temperature, and it'll it'll really shine. Um, so packs easily uh, again into the um, into the bowl. Doesn't require any drying at all. This is one of those tobaccos that um, you know right out of the gate. Uh, it just really requires no extra. Um, drying, you can really open it right from the from the can and uh, and load it up. It is a true Scottish mixture to me. I you know uh, the Latakia certainly is present, but the Turkish leaves are forward in this blend, and I think marry well with the matured Virginias really nicely. So you get those uh, those matured uh, darker leaf uh, Virginias. They're um, you know have that uh, kind of mellow. Uh, sugar, you know, that's there. There's a uh, with the Orientals. There's a rich and a sour flavor um, that's that's very um, apparent. It's a there's a just a little bit of the floral kind of uh, honey flavor in the background, but mostly that sour, rich mustiness uh, that's really nice. And um, the Latakia, all you know, obviously very present, but it's kind of behind that that sourness that you're getting. Um, you know, primarily in my in my sense from the Oriental leaf. Um, you know, less present. Uh, the the Latakia is less present in the in the in the smoke than it is in the actual tin note of the tobacco when you smell it. So, um, you know, to me, it kind of becomes a supporting cast member uh, through the bowl. So, if you're looking for a lat bomb, this is probably not what you're looking for. But if you're looking for a really nuanced tobacco that uh, you know lets those Turkish leaves shine, um, man, you're you're in for a real treat here. Uh, the Perique is kind of undergirding the entire experience, right? You've got that uh, kind of mushroomy, uh, stewed fruit, uh, you know, experience that's kind of, um, you know, just uh, just holding up the whole experience there uh, underneath. It's it's certainly not the, um, you know, the main player, but it is there and, and very present. So, um, yeah, you know, it's a tobacco that burns really clean, uh, incredibly flavorful. Um, you know, the uh, room note, it's, uh, you know, tolerable, not so something that, uh, you know, your, um, you know, friends that don't smoke pipes are going to just, you know, crave to sit next to. But <laughs> at the same time, <laughs> if you're looking for something that's incredibly flavorful and uh, certainly the, the pipe smokers 
uh, pipe tobacco. Um, you know, this has a lot to offer. The the Blair Gallery does. Uh, Virginia smokers, I think, will love it. It'll it'll push them a little bit uh, on the Latakia. Uh, content. Um, the Latakia smokers, there's certainly enough there for you that, you know, a lot of, um, really this, this is a tobacco for someone that likes a lot of complexity and, um, it, it just, it brings all that to the, to the table in spades. And so, um, wow. man, Greg Peace, uh, you know, hats off again, like, like, uh, every time your name comes up on our show, always, uh, you know, have to mention, I want to be you when I grow up. And, uh, this is, this is one more example of, uh, of why that is. So <laughs> great job on the, uh, Drucker and Sons Blair gallery uh and that's um available at smokingpipes.com gotcha hey i want to circle back to something that you uh, made reference to earlier and that's as part of just the uh, the design here but does that have to do with the uh with the shop through which this uh, uh takes inspiration or is that uh, does it have a different origin I'm actually not sure. My, my guess is just because this is such a true, you know, traditional um, homage to a very historic uh, brand. Right. Um, you know, my, my guess is that that is part of maybe their family crest or the original shop marketing. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm not I'm not aware, to be honest with you. I, you know, I'd like to know more about Drucker and Sons. I, I don't really know. And there's not a lot of super uh, readily available information online. I don't know if they moved to. Uh, the United States in 1928, uh, you know, for a specific reason, if they just thought there was more, you know, economic opportunity here, if they uh, had a family event that moved them here or, uh, you know, th- there's just no no telling. But obviously it was a big uh, transition for their family and for the institution of the tobacconist. And, um, you know, it evolved over the years greatly because of that. And of course, now we have um you know, one of the best blenders in American history, Greg Peace, is, um, is, is you know, in America, you know, doing, uh, creating the blends that he creates because of his experience in part uh, learning at Drucker and Sons. And so um, just a, you know, just a cool story and intertwined in our modern day, um, you know, love of, of the leaf. And so um, anyway, pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, I would love to know more about the story of the, the actual tobacconist itself. Yep. Mm, very cool. Well, yeah, no, uh, uh, very, very nice tin. <laughs> like this is, uh, you definitely feel like you're getting something special here. Yeah. 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 The price tag is, um, you know, it, again, a little more expensive, but you are getting a lot of tobacco there. It's the three and a half uh, ounce uh, tin. And it reminds me a lot of the size of the old uh, McClelland anniversary tin that they would come out with. Just mm. really, uh, really something special. You know, when you're, you know, opening a package like this, that you're about to get a treat. Love it, man. Well, good deal. All right. So what you got next? Sam Gaywith Golden Glow. Now, Sam Gaywith, uh, of course, these are tobaccos that, uh, you know, hail from the northwest portion of England. We've talked about Gaywith and uh, Gaywith and Hogarth for, um, you know, many times that we featured them on a uh, brand specific episode and um, man, love what they do. Um, you know, it, it's interesting. They have such a popularity and a lot a lot of these tobaccos are incredibly hard to get. Uh, right now, but the Kendall region in Great Britain, where uh, you know these tobaccos are made, it just has a long, storied um, tradition of creating very uh, you know nuanced uh, blends that have specific flavor profiles. Um, and of course, these uh, Sam Gaywith and, and Gaywith and Hogarth, these uh, kind of cousin or brother and sister brands that were one, then split, now are one again. Uh, you know, go back all the way to the 1790s, which uh, is really really special. And, um, you know, of course, still using some of the old equipment, even from that era, which is just crazy. <laughs> but 
Gaywith and Hogarth and, and Sam Gaywith Tobaccos are, are actually, you know, again, they're they're pretty hard to get right now in the United States. Uh, and, you know, these are tobaccos that um, they they produce a lot of them, but it's they're just not readily available. I think they have uh, changed some of their distribution um, over the last couple of years here in the U.S. They've switched from, um, you know, a distributor that does a lot of uh, pipe tobacco stuff to a, a different distributor that is, you know, kind of cutting its teeth in, in the pipe tobacco world. And so, um, you know, we're having a little trouble getting Gaywith and Hogarth and, and Sam Gaywith uh, tobaccos nowadays. But, um, you know, I think that is being solved some. They are slowly uh, coming out. You're slowly seeing more, uh, you know, full Virginia flake, squadron leader, uh, you know, Golden Glow, which we'll talk about today, uh, Lakeland Dark, um, you know, uh, chocolate flake. I mean, it, it, there's just a lot of uh, uh, legendary tobaccos here that, um, you know, should be in anyone's, uh, you know, if not seller, at least a tobacco that you've tried at some point, because, um, I mean, Squadron Leader, you know, these are tobaccos that are uh, just very, um, very venerated and, um, you know, look to uh, by a lot of uh, enthusiasts as a, as a great example. So today we're talking about Golden Glow, uh, Sam Gay with this tobacco. Um, you know, it, it's incredibly uh, simple packaging. It's probably one of the more simple uh, designs there that Sam Gay with uh, has. They're uh, typical kind of rectangular um, vacuum sealed tin, and it has just a very simple golden hue to it with a with a sun right there in the middle. Just that uh, kind of kind of warm yellow orb. Um, really, um, just very simple. It's listed as a broken Virginia flake, and uh, the description: flu cured uh, golden Virginias are pressed and matured, and then um, you know cut to form this broken flake uh, at medium strength. So um, you know, just a, a very simple thing. Uh, obviously, uh, Sam Gay with a great tradition of uh, handling Virginia tobaccos. Um, you know, it's funny we've talked about Gay with Virginias before. I'm a Virginia smoker, um, and it's it's one of those things. I just have not uh, gotten I have not fallen in love with that one gay with uh, Virginia like so many of my um, my friends have you know full Virginia flake is that uh, for a lot of people um, you know there's various ones folks like golden glow um, I, I just have not fallen for that that specific one um, and so I'm, I'm I'm always looking you know hoping that the next time I try one uh, it'll be the time that I really go head over heels for a Sam gay with blend but <laughs> mm. um, it never never <laughs> nevertheless golden glow is a is a great tobacco it's very popular it's one of those if you are a Virginia lover at some point you would want to try so you open the tin and uh, it's a very homogenous leaf uh, you're seeing you know whereas the Drucker and Sons when we opened that tin it had a lot of uh, complexity and color uh, and character the uh, the golden glow we're looking at something that uh, through the through the mixture it is incredibly um, uniform and uh, just a very beautiful uh, golden color, uh, honey color uh, flavored tobacco. It's something where you realize immediately you're smoking a uh, just an unadulterated Virginia. Uh, gently sliced into these little chunks, it's got uh, just a you know even more uh, thinly sliced than the um, than the Drucker and Sons Blair Gallery. This is uh, you know going to be uh, just very uh, simple. Uh, you know, I, I don't even know if you could call it ready rubbed. It is ready rubbed because it it did come from a um, from a cake, but at the same time, um, you know, it's it's almost a ribbon cut tobacco. I mean, it's just right there. Um, you've got these little elements that kind of stick together and um, you know when you light them they're gonna you know peek over the top of that bowl and be really satisfying so 
The tin note on Golden Glow, it smells a lot like Orlick to me. It smells a lot like Orlick Golden Sliced. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, it. there's even elements, though. This It's, you know, uh, claims to be an unflavored tobacco. So many tobaccos do. Um, there's an element to me of a little bit of uh, Mac Barron Scottish blend here, uh, which, you know, has a little topping on it. Um, there's just that kind of a, a, a little... A little plummy uh, tang there, maybe a little vanilla that uh, is just very pleasing kind of in the background there on the tin note. So this is a moist tobacco when you pull it out of the tin, as most uh, Sam Gaywith tobaccos are. And so, you know, one thing that Gaywith tobaccos are known for is moisture out of the can uh, and then having to, um, you know, in a lot of sense, uh, either age these tins or uh, in some cases, you know, let them sit out for a day or two before you uh, smoke them. Some people are able to load them right up and enjoy them immediately. So it's just, you know, one of those things where your mileage may vary. Um, I think that is that has been a, a difficulty for me with gay with tobaccos is the moisture content mm. uh, over the years. I just kind of have trouble uh, fumbling through the best way to prepare these and to, um, you, you know, let them kind of uh, sit before they uh, go into the pipe and that, that type of thing. It might be one of those deals where, um, you know, maybe I just haven't developed the patience for it or something like that. I don't know. But anyway, uh, it is a moisture tobacco and you'll probably want to uh, let it air out a little bit before you put it in your pipe. Uh, packs packs easily once, you know, it does reach a good, um, you know, moisture level and uh, requires very little relights. Uh, Golden Glow, let me just say, you know, a lot of Virginia's smokers go to Virginia tobaccos because they like complexity. They like nuance. Uh, Golden Glow is a very simple tobacco, uh, incredibly simple. Uh, you're getting citrus, uh, you're getting honey. Um, you know, there's a very little amount of uh, grassiness in the background. Uh, it's a semi-sweet tobacco. It's something where you'll um, you know experience, um, again, those little notes of either honey or vanilla uh, that are kind of floating there, trying to make themselves present, but seem a little shy. <laughs> um, but it, this is a one-dimensional tobacco. It is a clean burning, uh, simple, all-day, everyday tobacco. Um, um, it's an excellent Virginia, but it's not super complex. And so um, it's one of those tobaccos that if you have a steadily a steady supply to, you may enjoy it all the time. Uh, it's uh, got, you know, just a good um, all day, every day Virginia smoke. I, again, I kind of compare it to Orlick, uh, Golden Sliced, uh, Sands the Perique. You know, probably not quite as uh, as full bodied or um, you know spicy like the Orlick, but it does have uh, those citrus notes and just a real clean uh, flavor that I think is uh, is very pleasing. So, uh, Golden Glow from Sam Gaywith, and um, you know, again, right now, kind of hard to get your hands on this. It's not one of the uh, most popular Gaywith tobaccos that are out, but uh, but all Gaywith tobaccos right now uh, are you know incredibly hard to get your hands on. So, uh, but if you can and you're a Virginia lover. Uh, smoke it and try it. Some people even mix this with uh, a little Cavendish or a little Latakia just to spice it up a little bit. Um, and uh, yeah, monkey with it and enjoy it. All right. Well, yeah. And if you do, let us know for sure. I, you know, I got to tell you, I'm not a huge fan of the packaging for this one. Uh, it doesn't necessarily catch my eye. However, I was able to yeah. locate a uh, kind of a, a retro tin, like what their classic looks to the way they uh, they had this. I mean, like it... <laughs> 
you know, I, I hate to like bash on somebody's marketing <laughs> or anything, of that nature, but, <laughs> but I'm going to, <laughs> well, I mean like, you know, it, it, it does have that, you know, golden glow, right? It's the sun and it's glowing yeah. and everything's gold and you know, that's fine. Except for the rest of it is just like, here's 40 different fonts, like right up in your face. <laughs> but if you go like to like the classic, uh, golden glow 10, they, uh, uh, it was, it was, uh, it was, it was quite, quite nice. It was, uh, it, it had a very, um, uh, retro, almost radio, kind of can radio type of uh, type of look yeah. to it. So um, yeah. Anyway, I just uh, if I were in charge, I'd, uh, I'd consider uh, <laughs> consider taking a look back in the back. That's that's, that's it's all. It's so funny, you know. In a lot of those, uh, you know, brands, we uh, you know some of the best tobaccos and uh, products in the world. The uh, the marketing is lacking, and a lot of them they can get away with that. They can get away the, with uh, it. Yeah. You know the uh, the the product speaks for itself, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, same guy with tobaccos, <laughs> they. Uh, you know, they're they're uh, legendary and have a great following and, uh, you know, don't necessarily have to spend a whole lot of time on making a, <laughs> uh, an attractive package. Um, you know, and a lot of their tin art is beautiful, but this one is, uh, you know, just very, very simple. It's got that uh, kind of, you know, butterscotch looking, you know, orb on the front of it. But um, anyway, um, you know, <laughs> worth uh, worth trying, though. Um, you know, one one thing, uh, again, about Sam Gay with tobaccos that I um Square tins are notorious about popping open, um, you know, prematurely, just, you know, where you're not really, um, you know, they'll pop open in your cellar kind of deal if there's a temperature change or something of that mm-hmm. nature. Mm-hmm. Rectangular tins are even worse. I mean, they, they mm. are just so notorious for um, for popping open. And so if you do get your hands on a tin of Golden Glow or any Sam Gay with tobacco and you want to age it for a longer period of time, um, just know that that's a risk. And and again, like we talked about on our aging uh, show before, you may, you know, make the decision to uh, pop it open and put it in a mason jar just to be super safe. Um, you know, if you like the tin and want to keep it like so many of us do, hang on to it. Uh, once you <laughs> get ready to smoke your tobacco out of the mason jar, if you want the full experience, you could put it back in the tin and, and pull it out of there. But um, as you as you enjoy it. But, um, you know, it's one of those things where, um, you know, these tins are pretty, pretty notorious about popping open and so um just just know that that's a risk if you get your hands on a same gay with tobacco i laugh but at the same time man i'm in the i'm in the process right now of uh you know transporting all of these tins and and canning them up so to speak and uh I, like it is it's painful because some of the some of the branding is and some of the tins themselves are so so beautiful I didn't think about the fact I could just like retin them up. <laughs> like, well, it it's funny, you know. We, it's like, okay, what are you going to do? You're going to take it out of the tin to safely age it, but then when you're ready to smoke it, you know, uh, so that you you know get the full experience, you're going to put it back in the tin. Right, I mean, right. I, are we really doing this? Like, I mean, and, and the answer is yeah, yeah, we are <laughs> because we're pipe smokers, and that's what pipe smokers do. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly. <laughs> I've right. got uh, you know some of our customers; they constantly are finding reasons to use those. Tins. You know, I've uh, got guys that uh, roll their own cigarettes and, uh, you know, and, and with uh, premium tobacco. And so they'll get their favorite uh, squared off tin and, uh, you know, fill it full of their own little rolled cigarettes. I mean, any any excuse, right, to use a beautiful tin mm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm for it. 
Well, good deal, man. Well, hey, of course, uh, when you're trying these tobaccos or any any new tobaccos that you're you're finding and uh, hearing reviewed, uh, you know, it's always great because you never quite know what you're going into. Of course, John David has the most amazing flavor palette out there and is able to kind of direct us and I think probably lay a groundwork for most people <laughs> to know kind of where they're headed. But at Can't the same time, you have a straight face when you say that kind of thing. No, anyway, of course, on. man. Come on. Come on. <laughs> one way or the other, I guess it's kind of one of those LeVar Burton type moments, right? Don't take our word for it. You know, try them yourself. But <laughs> that's make, right. You want to make sure when you are trying them, you're getting a good uh, quality smoke that you're making sure that you are getting all those flavor profiles. And to do so, we recommend you get yourself a good quality pipe from our friends at Missouri Meerschaum. Man, that is right. And today we are featuring a pipe that probably balances uh, best out of their entire lineup, bowl size with uh, pocket size. And so uh, we've got a small frame pipe that has a, a nice medium sized bowl, doesn't cut corners on the size of the bowl uh, for a small pipe. And today we're talking about the Little Devil Cutty Corncob Pipe from Missouri Meerschaum. Uh, beautiful pipe. It's become one of our really good sellers at the Country Squire. Um, it, it has a traditional cutty shape. You've kind of got this uh, kind of uh, circular, brandy-ish shaped bowl that has a slight cant forward, uh, a flat bottom so it sits very conveniently uh, with the hardwood insert there, and then the uh, the tenon kind of uh, small and short coming out of an ang- at an angle uh, with a nice small saddle bit stem. And so uh, the thing I like about this pipe is that it is a small pipe, but doesn't sacrifice the bowl size. Again, medium-sized bowl, uh, great for uh, you know having a, a full-size smoking experience there, not having to, um, you know, have a pocket pipe that has a small bowl. You can really uh, enjoy a, a nice portable pipe that um, you know will get you through a, a couple hour smoke if you need it. And so, uh, great pipe. Uh, you, it retails for thirteen twenty nine, and you can actually get it straight from the source at corncobpipe.com. Um, it's available there along with its sister pipe, the uh, Little Devil Acorn, um, and uh, just two beautiful pipes. And we think you ought to check them out. That's absolutely right. And hey, if you got a little devil, be sure to smoke it this week. Take yourself a picture of yourself doing so. Self twice, that's fine. Selfie, selfie. There you go. Take yourself with yourself <laughs> doing it. And uh, yeah, be sure to uh, tweet those out. We love to retweet it out. It lets the good folks at Missouri Mirsham know that we appreciate them for sponsoring the show. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Pipe question of the week. 
man. Pipe question of the week this week is coming into us all the way from none other than Scott. That's right. Scott. Here's what Scott had Scott. to say. Love Scott. <laughs> Great Scott. <laughs> Says, uh, I was recently gifted some old unopened tins by a family member who has quit smoking. One of them is a 2004 tin of McClelland Christmas cheer. Ah. Ooh. Scott, Ooh. I don't even know where you're going with this question, but I go ahead and tell you, man, you don't want to smoke that. You need to send that to me. <laughs> uh, courtesy. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, one of them. Scott, that's a mortgage payment is what that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got yourself a little something, something. <laughs> Uh, one of them is a 2004 10 of McClellan Christmas cheer. Uh, is this tobacco potentially past its prime? I seem to remember John David saying something about Virginia's not improving past a certain point. Will its flavor decrease? Thanks. And again, that is from Scott. Yes, Scott, I'll go ahead and answer that for you. I'm sure it prob- probably is. Go ahead and just send that to me. I'll take that off your hands. And, uh, <laughs> no, no. What, what does John David say? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, uh, look, a, a heck of a gift, an incredible find. Um, you know, okay. So we've discussed this before, you know, again, to repeat something I said earlier, you know, today, uh, your mileage may vary. The thing about Virginia is, is that, you know, over time, um, you know, as those starches are, are turned into sugar, um, you know, in the tin, uh, the the tobacco, the, the flavor um, benefit of the whole process, it does come to a peak. Uh, you know, you, you get these really rich, uh, sugary, uh, you know, flavors that kind of, um, you know, shine and add a lot of complexity. But at some point they get, um, you know, so matured, so, uh, you know, uh, fermented in that in that tin uh, that they just kind of start to mellow out and, and taste uh, kind of... Um, almost more like a Cavendish, really, mm. just kind of a sweet uh, air that's very, um, you know, very dark and not super complex. And so, you know, to me, there is a, a um, you know, a prime there. I, you know, for me uh, personally, again, uh, you know, this this tin tobacco is probably a little past its prime. Um, now, you've got some people that would really covet uh, a, a older tin like this that would, uh, you know, be looking for something that has that uh, dark, um, you know, rich, super aged um, uh, flavor to it. It's going to be very velvety, incredibly smooth. Um, you know, and so those are things that are, uh, you know, desirable for some folks. But for me, uh, some of the pleasant bite, the uh, natural sugars are just going to be um, a little too muted, probably in this particular tin of tobacco. So, um, you know, I don't know. I mean, we are talking about a 16 year old can of tobacco here, right? I mean, there, 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 there are leaves inside that can that have been, you know, actual plant leaves, right? <laughs> that have been sitting there for, for 16 years. Uh, and so, you know, my sense is, you know, for me personally, it might be a little past its prime, um, but for you, uh, it may be something that you uh, would like to try. And, you know, if you haven't tried a Virginia tobacco that's that old, this is your chance to, um, you know, to check it out and see um, see what you think about it. And uh, so it may be worth that. It also may be worth, uh, you know, sticking aside and saving as a keepsake or one of those things where you try to auction it off or, or something like that, because there is some value to these collectible older tins, specifically McClellan tins. And so, um, yeah, you know, it, it again, personal preference uh, for me, uh, you know, the the prime point of this particular tobacco would probably be uh, five or six years, uh, you know, past its canning date. But um, again, uh, your mileage may vary. It might be one of those things where you just won't know until you uh, until you open it up. So my guess is it's going to be very dark. Um, you know, it's going to have fermented uh, long enough for the flavors to just be incredibly mellow, uh, 
caramel, caramely, uh, you know, dark, uh, really smooth, but not not particularly complex. And so, um, anyway, just my just my own two cents there. But um, you never know. Open it up, try it out. Maybe you'll uh, maybe you'll really like it. And let us know how that goes. I'd be very very curious to see what uh, what what your uh, your thoughts are on it. If it was if it was worth it, because I mean, you know. You could put it up on eBay. <laughs> just saying, you never know. I mean, it's a it's a gamble, right? Yeah, or you could just send it to Bo York, hey, know, I'll, I'll five 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 Pennsylvania Avenue in Houston, Texas, or whatever. That is a hundred percent not my address, but I will take yeah, it I know, off right? your hands. It's I probably have, not an address at all, right? <laughs> not at all. I, I, I would love that, man. No, but please, by all means, enjoy it and let us know uh, what you think. And hey, great pipe question of the week. If you've got yourself a pipe question of the week you'd like to send to us, be sure to send that in. That is show at countrysquireradio.com. Again, that is show at countrysquireradio.com. <laughs> Quick, Quick fire, fire with the squire. Quick fire questions. Ow. All right, man. <laughs> wow, such wow, a is... weak owl, man. That, that's all you get from this uh, this pitiful voice today. I'm shocked we even got that. Congratulations. I know, man. right? Yeah, you're, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> all right, man. We're continuing on the game edition from last week. Uh, uh, this is, of course, um, a classic. Uh, 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 physical games, not not video games, uh, but 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 classic games. So uh, here we go. You ready for this? Yep. Risk or Settlers of Catan? I've played Settlers one time and it was okay, but I've played Risk like my whole life. Right. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go nine and a half times out of ten with Risk. <laughs> Man, okay. I'm glad to hear that. I uh, same same type of situation. I played Settlers once. I played it. And I, I, I can say I've played it. I don't get the appeal if I'm being totally honest. It just never really spoke to me. But risk is world domination. I'm, I'm. <laughs> That's the York bread and butter, right? Yeah, that's Tell the York. You, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I enjoyed Settlers of Catan the time I played it. I, you know, I uh, just one of those games I've never played anymore. Uh, never really had much opportunity to, I guess. So I never got into it. But I'm sure it's an awesome game. I got to go with risk. Yeah, absolutely. It's a lot of fun. It is a time investment, but that's part of the these days. That that's a that's a big selling factor, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, dude, we used to actually uh, in in the in the early days of uh, you know pre children days. Me and Christina, my wife, would go to uh, like a local coffee shop and yeah. um, bring Risk, like a classic old school box falling apart uh, Risk, where the pieces are actually Roman numerals, not even like you know the little carved out <laughs> stuff. Yeah, and uh, we would play for hours. It was a lot of fun. We'd bring cookies. <sighs> Good times all right but the coffee shop people hated you anyway no, we, man, people would come around and like sit around us and watch it was it was great 90s tcg that's trading card game 90s trading card game were you x-men or star wars i didn't play either uh i i, I didn't do trading card games but you know i i don't really have a lot of time for uh you know the x-men folks not because i, mean, I just never really as we've discussed before never really got into them so um yeah i'll go with star wars if i okay. had to pick yeah, I mean, like, I did pseudo-collect the Star Wars uh, cards because it was, like, the thing. Um, when X-Men was the thing, I remember a lot of kids in my class had them, but I was, uh, I just, I never I never got them. I was always, like, especially because uh, it was a little bit earlier in the 90s, and, yeah. like, you know, you had Wolverine, like, with his claws out and everything, and I was a little too scared <laughs> to ask my mom if I could buy them because I thought she was, <laughs> it's like, she's going to veto this immediately. <laughs> so, yeah, Star Wars, absolutely. Uh, Monopoly, themed or classic 
classic. I, you know, if I'm gonna put you in the poorhouse, I mm. want you to go down the traditional way. <laughs> all right, all right. So no, no fast paced Monopoly, no Monopoly Junior, no, you know, uh, well, Simpsons that's the thing. Monopoly. Like they've got all these, you know, different iterations of Monopoly now, right? You can that's do. Right. Um, you know, I, I was at the store the other day here in Mississippi. They do these collegiate themed uh, monopolies, and there was that's, a Mississippi, right. mi, there was a MSUopoly, a Mississippi Stateopoly. You know, and I'm like, man, that's cool. I, I love my university. I'm a proud alum, but I don't want to play that. I want to play the normal one. You know, <laughs> right, right. wow, that's that's a that's a that's a uh, it's like a testing moment, right, of your fandom. It's like you know, how far exactly. are you willing to go? This, this college football monopoly might be a step too far. Yes, paint your body. <laughs> there, there's probably a support group for that yeah exactly you know paint your body go go streaking on the field tear down the goalpost absolutely but if you if you if you hit me with a college university monopoly no, no way that's too far that's, that's the line. uh and then finally and this is this is old school shoots and ladders or candy land Shoots and ladders, man. I, there's nothing uh, more satisfying than sliding down that little chute. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. 100%. I'm, I'm right there with you. Candyland, I, you know, I recently replayed that game with my kids, and it is very boring. So, yeah, shoots and ladders all the way. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, hey, if you've got some quick fire questions, be sure to send those in. That's show at countrysquireradio.com. Again, show at countrysquireradio.com. Your thoughts, your comments. Listener feedback. All right, man. Listener feedback coming in this week. Uh, let's see. This first one is an iTunes review that comes in from T23489, who I'm assuming is not an Android, but you never know. You never know. I, I think I think we probably do have a droid listener, and, and this is probably him. It, or it her, could be. Or it. It, right? It'd be a it? <laughs> I don't know. So what did T have to say? T23489 on iTunes says, great podcast. I've been listening to the show for a few years and have really enjoyed the content and information they produce. I am a uh, farrier, uh, so I'm on the road a lot on my way to the next barn, and the guys help me pass the time. Uh, It's like listening to your buddies talking about the day and latest developments and the likes and hobbies you share. I'm a third generation pipe smoker, but I still have to learn. I still have a lot to learn. And Country Squire Radio is my go to. I also appreciate that they're reformed (laughs) in their theology, uh, which just adds to the feeling of uh, having um, uh, my buddies with me. Uh, But don't worry if you're not so inclined. It's a pipe smoking podcast, which it is. So uh, thanks, Bo and JD. Uh, Let's go have a day. Man, so kind. T23489. Our droid friend on iTunes, uh, man, really kind words. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you're still reformed, right? John David, relatively oh, yeah. reformed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Five yeah. points, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Always love when someone's no longer reformed because I like to remind them they were predestined to be so. Uh, right. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> All right, man. Next up, we got one in from Matt. What did Matt have to say? Uh, of course, you make the guy with the, uh, you know, no voice read all the iTunes reviews. Yeah, that's uh, wrong. Do you want me to take this one, man? Let me no, I got it. I, I got know, it. I'm going to rub, rub, rub it in your face. All right. Okay, here, all right. Here, here, here we go. <laughs> Matt says, I'm currently smoking my first bowl of shepherd's pie in a 1930s K. Woody super grain billiard, and it is lovely. Uh, thanks for the blends foremost, uh, though in a broader sense, thanks for the experience. I'm enjoying the podcast, and you guys have taught me everything I know. Uh, well, save for Levine, because <laughs> Levine helps also uh god bless and that's from matt matt thanks so much for listening and glad you're enjoying the shepherd's pie man that's uh one of our best-selling blends our our best-selling uh balkan style english blend really good blend and uh, of course smoking in it in that vintage k woody i know that brings you a lot of joy so um man thanks for listening 
Absolutely. Well, hey, we love getting this feedback in, especially those iTunes reviews. If you have not done so already, head over to iTunes, write, write us a review. doesn't cost you a dime to do it. And it's a great way to help out the show. And actually, man, I, I just noticed this. Like we, we've was combing through a couple of the uh, the reviews, and I noticed we got some longtime listeners who were uh, reviewing us for the first time. And so, don't think if if you know if you've That's been listening cool. a long time, like hey, you can still write us a review, like out of That's nowhere, right. and it goes a long way. So uh, please do so. Also, if you uh, do have a couple dimes you want to throw at the show, head over to patreoncom radio to keep us growing and going and making this show happen. Uh, the C- Country Squire Radio Pipe Club International. Actually, you know what? That would be cool if it was worded that way, wouldn't it? <laughs> the Pipe Club International. It's like Justice League International or something of that nature. But one way or the other, join the International Pipe Club at <laughs> patreon.com slash country squire radio. You can keep up with us throughout the week. I'm at the real Bo York. You can get me at John David Cole or you can get us at the shop at at underscore country squire. And of course, the show's handles at squire radio. But all that information and more can be found at country squire radio.com. Well, man, this was, uh, you know, again, tobacco talk. This is getting back to the, the meat and potatoes of it all. Uh, and also, you know what? It is a great, I, I think, as with any time we talk about various products, it's a great way to showcase the amazing uh, palette and uh, just knowledge that, that none other than John David himself brings to the table. So ex- excellent job today, sir. Well, thank you, sir. I, um, you know, that, that that's very kind of you. And uh, your, your judgment is uh, duly noted as being, um, you know, probably not very good. Oh, come on, man. Thank, no, thanks for having me. <laughs> we'll give you, you, now it's time to get you some rest on your voice, man. So, hey, let's go have a day. See you, brother. your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.